up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am a heel rock fan. I don't know of anybody more than a face rock fan. Yeah, I don't know of anybody that is more of a face rock fan than a heel rock fan, but Heel Rock is where it's at. Heel Rock brings me back to my childhood. I, on SmackDown, when he called the the crowd white trash, trailer park trash, I was like, oh, oh, it's it feels so warm and comfortable <laughs> and familiar. Exactly. Like, that's how I like my rock. You know, I don't like a pandering rock. I don't like a presidential candidate See, rock. I, I, I get- like the rock that wears five hundred dollar t shirts. You know, the jabroni beating. High eating, trailblazing, heart stopping, elbow dropping, electrifying the dirty south. So know your role and, and shut, shut your mouth. mouth. I'm so proud of you for knowing that. Hey, I know my rock history. I know my '90s wrestling. Look at this little ruthless aggression era kid getting one up on me. That's awesome. And credit due where credits due. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching our podcast, and thank you so much, so much for listening as well. If you haven't already, go and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and also we're on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out yet, go look at our uh, most recent content from our uh, live commentary episode at DCCW this past weekend. This guy gets hit by a chair, yeah. and it's great. So uh, go watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big thank you to DCCW for allowing us to be able to do that, and was not expecting that to happen so soon. Someone pulled out a surprise on me. But anyways, thank you to DCCW for allowing us to be there. But we'll, we want to let you guys know of some upcoming events. If you're in the Southeast area, go check these places out. February 25th, Wrestle South is going to be in Albany, Georgia at 3 p.m. Go check it out there, February 25th. Also, a couple of events going on March 2nd. NWA Hard Times is going to be in Dothan, Alabama at the Dothan Civic Center at 7. You definitely want to check that out. For more information, you can go to our page. Also, check out Justin Overstreet's page for tickets and information. Also happening March 2nd, The Guardian's Legacy presents Victory at 7 p.m. at Rosenwald High School Gym. Go check that out as well. Great show. Uh, March 16th, Rose City Pro Wrestling happening at the Salvation Army in Thomasville, Georgia at 7 p.m. March 16th. Go check that out as well. A couple other events happening March 30th. You've got Southern Wrestling Traditions event happening at uh, Possum Place in Wausau, Florida. Wausau! I knew he was going to do it. I prepared him for it. Uh, 7 p.m. in Wausau, Florida. Southern Wrestling Tradition, March 30th. Check that out. Also happening March 30th, Kraken Pro Wrestling in Tifton, Georgia at the Tiff Theater. Go check it out. Release the Kraken! I, I wasn't expecting that one, so I, I'll prepare for it next time. Did I surprise you with my Kraken? Uh, just a little bit. Surprising at this point. Anyways, March 30th, Kraken Pro Wrestling. Go check it out. If you want to become a volunteer or know more about the event, reach out to them at KrakenProWrestling2024 at gmail.com. It's going to be a great event. A brand new promotion coming up in Tifton, Georgia. Don't miss it. Also, a little bit later, but we want to make mention of it as well, April 20th, DCCW's next event called Unbroken in McClinney, Florida at the Baker County Fairgrounds. Go check it out. And if you're a promoter and you want your event to be featured or you want your event to be uh, recognized here on the podcast, reach out to us. We want to get your name out there. We want to get your promotion out there. Reach out to us at Five Star Jobbers or you reach out to us on social media, either one. But we want to switch gears here because we've got a special guest here on the podcast. We are so excited to have him here. Please welcome Mr. Personality himself, Kelly Clark. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and it's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank y'all for having me. It's great. I've been wanting to, I've been looking forward to this and I'm excited to hear what all the questions y'all got for me. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. So first thing I want to just ask you, how long have you been in professional wrestling? Like just tell the people about yourself a little bit. 
So I started wrestling when I was 15 in Alabama, and I've been in it for about three, a little over three years now. So I was the youngest licensed wrestler in Alabama. Uh, let's see. My trainer is Cowboy Buddy Love, but right now I'm training at the Kangaroo Ranch. I train there about two, three times a week. So I'm, I'm kind of still new to the business, but I'm definitely growing and learning each and every day. Awesome, man. What part of Alabama, may I ask? It was uh, in the Dothan area, so the Wiregrass area. Oh, okay. I got you. I got He's you. from L.A. Got you. Yeah, Lower Alabama. That's right. right. <laughs> For those of you that don't know. Well, he has that L.A. hair. Well, no, I'm... I'm well, I'm from uh, I'm from Cottondale, Florida, but I just trained in Alabama. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Okay, I well, see. Well, obviously, so at uh, at 15, you're you're yeah. you're, you're breaking into the business, so you, you had to have been a wrestling fan for for a while before then, right? So uh, how how long you? Oh been? yeah, I was, I've been a fan since I was about five years old. Awesome. So yeah, so you've been yes, you've been a fan pretty much your whole life. Uh, uh, you know what? What got you into wrestling? Uh, do you you know? Do you, can you can you give us a story of maybe your first uh, vivid wrestling memory, and you know, kind of what gave you the bug, and you caught the you know, <laughs> like the rest of us, the itch. So, I, so it's kind of funny because like I'm a big like old old school fan of wrestling, and my, a lot of my family are a lot older than me. So the very first ever like match I watch is like really surprising to people. But it was Ric Flair versus Ricky Dragon Steamboat, the Cheat Town Rumble. Like that's the very first like memory I have of wrestling. So that's what that was like. Oh, I watched. I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. They're beating the crap out of each other, and it looks fun. I want to do this. Yeah. And then I started going to local shows in the area. So I started going to XWX, and I watched guys like Cali Man and guys like that. So that was like my local heroes. That's awesome, man. So. Uh I kind of want to get an idea of where you came up with the moniker Mr. Personality because everybody knows you as Mr. Personality Kelly Clark. So where did that name originate? So when I first started, I was called the flamboyant kid Cyclone. And as I started breaking away from the Alabama area, I was like, I want to come up with something different. And I came up with Kelly Clark. And then I was like, I got to add something to it because Kelly Clark is just too bland. And Cali Man's always been my favorite wrestler, so I was like, uh, I know the history of Cali, and he was called Mr. Personality when he first started, and I was like, I'm just going to steal that, so Mr. Personality, Kelly Clark, was born. That's awesome, man. So, and I, we always like to ask this with our guests, but do you want to ask him one more question, or do you want to go ahead and get into the Mount Rushmore? We'll get, let me get one more. So, yeah. so if you could tell us about Mr. Personality, so obviously we've got a little bit of the origin, but... You know who who is Mr. Personality? You know when when you go out there, uh, you know what what is Mr. Personality? Is he a, you know is he a, an everyman? Is he a cocky man? Is he you know he's he's a friend? What is it? You know personality. You know I I've got a lot of personality and people call me all kinds of names I can't repeat on live uh, podcasting. Yeah, we're still trying to keep it PG here. Yeah. Guys. So, but but who what what is Mr. Who what and who is Mr. Personality? So the way I describe Mr. Personality is just a guy having fun. But I, I feel like I'm very Bugs Bunny and Three Stooges-like. And so I try to have more fun in the ring than most people would, kind of like a comp comedic style. Because uh, to me, it's fun like being serious. But I feel like if wrestling don't have a little bit of everything, then it ain't a show of what it's supposed to be. 
Totally so I agree. try to like be different than everybody else if I can be. Absolutely. No, that's that's totally. fantastic. So, so I actually thought of another question on there. So as far as like in-ring style, who are some of your inspirations for like, your moveset or your in-ring performance? So uh, it's definitely Dusty Rhodes, Kurt Henning, uh, Buddy Rose. I love Buddy Rose. That's one of my favorites. Ric Flair. Uh, let's see. Cali Man. I definitely love me some Buddy Rogers, Gorgeous George. So oh, wow. there's a bunch of them. Like more flamboyant characters, Shawn Michaels. Those are definitely like the tops. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you might be like a future nature boy with, with a list like that. You know, very definitely. much. I mean, I think there were two nature boys yeah. on that list. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and so I guess we'll go ahead and get yeah. into it. So we, we like to do this with every guest that we have on the podcast. And it's always interesting to hear everybody's different ideas of who their Mount Rushmore is, but I want to ask you, who would you consider to be your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? So when I do a Mount Rushmore, I try to keep it of like, like factual, like guys that kind of carried the business and yep. I try to like keep my personal feelings out of it. So can I do two of them? One of my personal feelings and one of like factual. Absolutely. Yeah, do, it, do it however you see fit. Okay. So, so definitely factual. I feel like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Uh, it's it's hard because I want to say The Rock and Stone Cold, but then like there's John Cena in there and now Roman Reigns. But I think I'm gonna go with Ric Flair, The Rock, Stone Cold, and Hulk Hogan. Those those are definitely the top four on that. Okay, I, I feel see. like in my in in the factual way. I got you. Yeah, see. factual way. There, those and guys then, are uh, draws. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, yeah, you know, and then and then uh, the business, I feel, <laughs> yo, yeah, Hulk Hogan for sure. <laughs> You're talking to somebody here that let's just say has a very profound opinion on Hulk Hogan that not, I guess a lot of people would have, but I mean, you know, if you if you if you watched '97 sold out like I did, you wouldn't like Hulk Hogan either. <laughs> but anyway, like I said. <laughs> We, lo we love just hearing different opinions and different ideas for everybody's Mount Rushmore. And we always say everybody's is different. Everybody's is different. And let's say you can't argue the Hulk Hogan fact of the oh, matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, the guy, the guy moved the business forward. He sold tickets. Um, you know, what I say, and just like I think you're going to say, like I said, you, you're talking about a factual one versus a personal one. So I, I think we're speaking the same language anyways. Um, do I you know, say, do I like him? No, I don't like him. Do I think that he was good for the business? In some aspects, yes. In some aspects, absolutely not. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're never going to oh, separate yeah. Hulk Hogan from the business. But, you know, if I had to say, put a gun in my head between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, before you even calc it back, I say Ric Flair. Right, exactly. Ric Flair is the good. The, 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 yeah. the, he's, he's oh, most for, definitely same here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Wait, uh, we got to get, oh, get his second one. Oh, I thought yeah, oh, he's going to get his. his oh, yeah. The first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Man, you were coming on with the hook so, quick. Oh, no, you're good. So I feel like definitely my opinion wise, if like I had to choose my guys, like oh you ain't gonna argue with me, it's definitely Shawn Michaels, uh, Ric Flair, Kurt Henning, and I would say, uh, that's a tough one, Dusty Rhodes all day. 
Okay, yeah. I th- them I think, those are those are probably the top four for me. I think, I think you want taste. him. I think you want him over with Shawn Michaels there. Well, Sean, I mean Sean, Kurt. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean Rick yeah. and I'm Dusty. I'm not going to knock it for sure. Yeah, I Dusty think, Rhodes, I think Sean. His, I think his and mine are almost identical. I was about I, to say, yeah. Yeah, because I had Sean, Hunter, Rick, and Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, like I said, yeah. it's always interesting to hear people's opinions on who yeah. their Mount Rushmore is because there's a million different ways you can go with it, and mm-hmm. whether it's like best technical wrestlers, best entertainers. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's character. always the it's always the pioneer and the and the the catalyst of the business. Yeah, and so like you look at Sean and Hunter, and between the two of them, the with everything in the click that 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 came from the click, and then now what they're doing, and then with Rick and Dusty, I mean Rick and Dusty were. The, they were the last bastions of the NWA. Absolutely. And they say they, they've put more wrestlers over, you know, than steroids. <laughs> but, and, that, and that's a whole other topic we could talk about. But, again, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Like, Have you got any upcoming events? Or where can people find you on social media as well? So, y'all can find me at a, the next upcoming event I got is February 24th at GCW in Mississippi. So, that's the Gulf Coast Wrestling. And all my other shows coming up, you can follow me on my social media. My Instagram is Kelly Clark underscore. TikTok is KK underscore D-O-O-D. And my Facebook is Mr. Personality. You can follow those for all the upcoming shows, highlights, and much more of Mr. Personality. Fantastic. Man, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you in action again very soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you all. All right, John, you ready for some reviews? After two weeks, uh, yes, I am. Yeah, we've got a lot to go over. So, <laughs> we have a yeah, lot. Like I said before, and if you didn't see our social media on our Facebook page, I did send out a video to everybody letting you know that we weren't going to have an episode for last week because we were both under the weather. I didn't have a voice, and he didn't have anything left in his stomach. So, yeah. But we're back, and we're going to get to a lot of things. We've got a lot to talk about. So hope you guys are ready. Buckle your seatbelts. Let's get into this thing. So I think, I, think, I think the best place to start is just from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's just start with the press conference. So, Well, before the press conference. Well, yeah, before. Before, before the press conference. So since the last time we talked to you guys, I mean, obviously, we had the, the response to The Rock coming out and SmackDown and and basically looking at Cody, shaking in his hand. Cody leaves the ring. The Rock looks at Roman. And it's very much posed at that point that it's going to be The Rock versus Roman at, at WrestleMania and that Cody is is not going to fight The Rock at, I mean, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and he's not going to finish the story at WrestleMania. And over the weekend, the We Want Cody movement goes... Bonkers. I mean, yeah. yeah, number one and number one trend in Twitter uh, worldwide. Yeah, like I mean, it, I, I don't know. I'm not sure of the metrics, but I think it might have had more traction than the Yes movement. Oh yeah, de- it definitely. <laughs> um, so Which I mean, it was it was a huge response, and then you have the Rock go on um, after Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, the, the after after we our last episode, you have the Rock go on, and you know he's talking about the the, the Cody Crybabies and and coming off kind of like a heel. Yeah, and then we get to the press conference yeah and so that's where pandemonium breaks out and then it's a total shift in how we thought that everything was going to go at wrestlemania and so you have roman reigns come out 
and say that he wants to challenge the rock and then you yeah. have this whole interaction where they put the family tree up there and, and if, if you if I about you, say yeah you noticed this before I, noticed, I did I noticed this uh very early but obviously we're we're delayed in our you know getting this episode out so it looks like you know secondhand but uh, he zoomed in on the the family tree where it says Dwayne the Rock Johnson it says tribal chief yeah so <laughs> I'm not sure if that's going to play into. That's a hot, I mean, that's a hot thing. I mean, like they put it out there in in the modern era, knowing how it, how much everything's scrutinized. So that's not that's not just something that they put out there that they're not going to follow up on. Oh, of course and, not. And I mean, from the press conference, is there any question who the tribal chief is at this point? Absolutely not. No, I mean, it, like the I, I got to say though, Roman. The, the promo exchange between Roman and Cody at the press conference, that was some of the best. That It was amazing. I mean, that was Absolutely some of the amazing. best work that Roman's ever done on the mic. Well, the thing I liked about it is that, I mean, it's live. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't censor anything there. So, all the interchange and all the words that were exchanged between the two, like, it was I, – I, I'm sure it was scripted to a T, but at the same time, like, it was – Uncut, like live, in person. I mean, it, I I was just at a loss for words. Well, I just said that. Like he he came at him, he came at him hard, and it's like Roman, you know, in the in the last few promos. I mean, he, you know, normally he he focuses on being the tribal chief and dressing down people, blah blah blah. But the the no pop cut on Seth Rollins, and then the the cut to to Cody and about him and his dad, like. He's, I mean, he's 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 full bore going at it. But what's yeah. interesting is like as 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 vicious as he's being, you you can't help but notice that he is playing sidekick to the Rock. The Rock Absolutely. is is the the Rock has become the tribal chief, and you know Roman Reigns might be the the longest reigning uh, you, you know champion of the modern era. And I mean, he may or may not you know exceed Hulk Hogan's record. We don't know. We'll find out. But at this point, he's not the tribal chief. The Rock is the tribal chief. And uh, when Rock slapped Cody, and then you know in the backstage segment when he talks to Hunter, I mean he's in charge. Absolutely. Um, and I, I love what they're doing. You know, they're 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 painting within the lines of reality. The Rock is is a corporate board member for TKO now. You know, and it's you know it's very interesting. It's like. You know, Rock comes out in January and talks about possibly fighting Roman and, you know, t- taking him on as the, the, the tribal chief or the head of the table. Right. And you got mixed reactions in January. And then they announced that The Rock, you know, in the midst of other stuff going on, they announced The Rock being becoming a board member of TKO. And then he comes and talks like, I'm going to take you on, Roman. And you don't get a mixed reaction at all. You get... We want Cody. We don't want The Rock. Right. They're booing The Rock. They're saying Rocky sucks for the first time in 27, 28 years. Um, and the pivot's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Absolutely. a work or a shoot, I, you know, I, we, we don't we don't know uh, if it's a, if it feel, it's a it work. It feels like a work to me. I, I mean, I think it's a beautiful work. And I think, you know, when you think about some of the people that are behind closed doors on this right now, like you've got Triple H, you've got The Rock, who's probably working on this because he's not going to be involved in something like this that he's not going to protect his character with. He's got a lot of money in, yeah. his, in his branding and who his character is. He's not going to... 
he's not going to let other people write his script. Absolutely not. Yeah. And you've got the with the Rock comes Brian Gewertz, the in my opinion the greatest professional wrestling writer of all time. Yeah. So how much involvement he has in it, I have no idea. But what I can tell you is there's I mean they they turn dog crap into diamonds and just and just you know basically the, less than a week yeah and like so much happened in that week mm-hmm. and it's all starting to just create a great story and it, honestly it has me kind of confused a little bit it has me want like I'm I genuinely don't know what's gonna happen right now yeah, which I, I love but I hate at the same time because us trying to like figure out everything and give you guys content behind the scenes and everything it's good. But at the same time, it's not good. No, it's good I, to be a professional wrestling fan at the moment. I love it because it's it's something new. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like if you've been watching the product for long enough, sometimes you see things, and uh, it very like when we when I first saw this unfold, I'm like, oh look, they're recreating the Yes movement. But you know, after this week, this last week, it's not quite the Yes movement. No, you know? it went yeah. from being the Yes movement and. And it looked like okay, well, The Rock is is like the authority. Yeah, exactly. To now, it's more like, are we gonna get Cody and Seth versus Rock and Roman on night one, That's... and then get Cody and Roman on night two? It, it does, does like I don't I don't know. Does that story sit well? Um, I thought maybe they might do Roman and Rock versus Seth and Cody at. Um, Elimination Chamber, but uh, I was listening to the Not Sam podcast, and he made a very good point of The Rock's not going to come back for the first time in three, four, five years, however many years it's been since he's had a match. He's not going to come back and be on a pay-per-view that in America is going to get shown at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Exactly, yeah. So, so Which uh, I don't know if y'all are going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and watch it. I know I'm not. I'll I'm going to be enjoying my sleep. Yeah, I'll be DVRing that one, uh, and I'll watch it uh, at a more reasonable time for someone of my age. Exactly. Well, I'm not, not too far from there. I mean... I'm a lot side. happens in a little bit of time. I'm just going to tell you that. You think of me like your your six year time machine. That's you, a scary thought. It should terrify you. Oh, I'm definitely terrified. But yeah, no. So I mean, you've got. But at the end of the day, regardless of where the story might go, regardless of what it was supposed to be or any of that hoopla, the most important thing to remember is that we have heel rock. Yes. And Heel Rock so is the happy. best rock there is. Oh, undoubtedly. When he came out on on SmackDown with that shirt, you knew before he even said anything. I was I was marking out. I was so I was bought in. I was like, oh, the shirt. Oh yeah, it's- the five hundred dollar shirts. Oh, and then when he started calling people trailer park trash. Uh, it, it was, I mean, it was I a just, thing of beauty. I, I can't wait for a J Brone. I know, drop. right? I wish that he would have said it. Like it, it's right there. You could have called them jabronis. Jabronis. But, but I don't know. Oh, I can't at, wait. At some point, hopefully, he'll say the J word. Yep. No, it's it's. I think it'll happen. But yeah, I mean, and and good on him. I mean, that is yeah. just like he he is he is taking you know. Whether you like the Heel Rock character, or you don't like the Heel Rock character, you're a Cody crybaby, and all you care about is Cody finishing the story. Um, you, you can't deny the fact that The Rock loves this business and puts like, 
Like, he comes in, and I think he, you know, maybe he came in expecting to be a face in this situation, you know, take on Roman Reigns. Because let's face it, they've been building that story longer they've been building Cody's story. Yeah, definitely. Like, for the last like, couple of years. people have been wanting this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, the last couple of years, we've been like, when are we getting Rock versus Roman? When are we getting Rock versus Roman? Because the whole idea was that they've been building Roman for the Rock. Like, that was, I think, the original story. And then, you know, when Cody comes back and he he lays out the story, I think that that was, I mean, truthfully, I think that might have been WWE Creative's plan B because The Rock's schedule was so busy. Right. And it, it kept getting put off year after year. I think they finally were like, I don't think that The Rock's going to work out, so let's have Cody as a plan B, you know, to finish the story. And that's why Cody doesn't beat The Rock at the last WrestleMania. And, you know, everything that's happened over the last few months, you know, it's completely changed the landscape of the business. It's been a catalyst for moving different, you know, pieces in different places at different times. Right. And now you've got The Rock not only, you know, like I said, not only is The Rock back on screen, not only is The Rock back in the ring, The Rock is fully fixated in the veins of the company. Yeah, so, I mean... Like we said, it's it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. It's a great time to like get into the storylines in WWE right now because this storyline going into WrestleMania is going to have so many layers, and it's going to be a great thing to watch. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait to it's see it. Super, it's super exciting. I mean, like just, I mean, the fact that like, you, you've got a guy who's, I mean, he's he's spent the last. You know, since he left, when, when did he leave WWE for the first time? It was like, what, 2002, 2000? It was early 2000s. I don't remember exactly when. But, yeah. you know, like, like since he left then, you know, he's been very much, you know, a a public figure. So he's not playing the character. He's being Dwayne Johnson. Like exactly. He uses the rock moniker because it's what people know. But he's he's been Dwayne Johnson. Right. And, and even to a certain degree, when he came back and he's the rock, he's the rock, but he's Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he's he's being this, you know, the guy like, hey, I'm a happy guy. I love this business. This business is my family. But when the time came and the fans reacted the way they did, love it or hate it, he responds to the fans and then WWE writers and people like Triple H and them. And this is the difference between the last regime and now. They react. They they take what the fans are saying. And they react accordingly. Yes. And you got somebody who's built a a brand. He's built a character of himself over the last 20 plus years. And without hesitation, he snaps when necessary to a character that he has not played in 25 plus years. But can still but play it to a T. Without dropping a beat. Exactly. I mean, on that interview, Cody Crybabies, you know, let's say it. Trailer Park Trash, The Rock. Telling people what to do with Chicken McNuggets. Yep. The everything. Rock, the Rock can 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 throw it better than anybody. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a rising, rising tide raises all ships. This is good for, you know, it's what The Rock's doing for the business. Is gonna, it's going to help. It's going to build Roman. It's going to build Definitely. Cody. It's going to build the whole product. And, you know, just the idea. You got, you've got Sean. You've got Triple H. You've got The Rock. You've got potentially Brian Gewertz. You've got so many people who are fantastic at what they do. Absolutely. And love the wrestling business. Like, you it's, cannot help but but be excited about where WWE is going right now. Exactly. And all that's left to do is just wait and see 
where they go from here and just see what culminates from Elimination Chamber because then you got to figure out who's going to be facing Seth Rollins for the world title. Yeah, that's then, the only part that stinks is that, you know, the CM Punk angle, you know, gets messed up from injury. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I really do think that CM Punk was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I You know, I think that the, the We Want Cody movement is, is, the, the, is the situation that happened with him winning the Rumble. Yeah. Because then it was like it was a it was a stretch too far. Yeah. For them to say the Royal Rumble winner is not going to go to WrestleMania. Exactly. Um, now you know for me, I, I guess I don't respond the same way just because I've seen re- some wrestle Royal Rumble winners not go to WrestleMania or not go to the main event at WrestleMania because Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble and then faced Bret Hart and yep. the exactly. I Quit match or not an I Quit match but a submission match is yep. what it was called then. But um, you know the it's at the end of the day. The CM Punk part sucks because they they had a really fantastic story that I think they were going to lay out over the next you know month and a half before WrestleMania. Oh yeah, and not to say that that anybody who's going to face Seth is not going to do a good job. They're not going to have a good match, but like the Drew and Seth storyline was kind of wrapped up already. Yeah, and like you know Seth and some of these other people, it's like he's he's t- he's taken on a lot of the challengers. Like so. Who we're going to see Seth face again, like right now, it looks like it's going to be a repeat of somebody we've already seen or a storyline we've already taken. Now, I'll, I'll give it to Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, the, the the promo that he gave, you know, when he comes out and, and says that I, I didn't want you to get hurt, I prayed for you to get hurt. Yeah, that was glorious. I mean, that was, that was a fantastic promo. So, yeah. I mean, I think Drew's doing a fantastic job. I mean, Drew versus Seth, I'm, I'm not nearly as excited about it as I would be Seth versus Punk. See, I, I thought that that's the way that they would go, but with Drew not renewing his contract, I don't but, see that's going to happen. You, do you really believe that at this point? Drew, Drew always signs the last minute. I, I don't know. Just something feels different about it this time. I don't. I don't Do you know. You think he's going to go to AEW? Uh, honestly, I feel like he could. Why would anybody I, go to AEW right now? Well, I mean, it's a dumpster fire. That that's the reason why I feel like he would go is to try and help revive or try and help do something with that. Because I mean, could you imagine? Daniel him? Bryan can't revive it. Adam Co- Adam Copeland Edge can't revive it. Like, but just, could you imagine for the AEW World Title, Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre? I mean that'd be a fantastic that'd be a match. Fantastic but match. guess what? It would be it would be booked to to suck. See, and that's what I'm that's, hoping that. Well, that's that's will, what Tony Khan does really really well. Is he takes two amazing uh, wrestlers that everybody wants to see, and it's a dream match, and he finds out somehow a way to book it so that it's not really that exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, hopefully their booking gets a lot better in time. But yeah, as of now, I'm, I mean, I'm not even interested in watching Revolution. Only to watch Sting's last match. At this point, that's the only reason I'm watching Revolution. Yeah, can I? I mean, and I'm in mean, a real moment, moment of of truth here. I was relieved when I found out on Wednesday that there wasn't going to be an episode of Collision that I needed to watch to be able to, you know, accurately, you know, do my job here on this podcast. Same. Like, I don't want to watch more hours of AEW right now. Like the product over the last couple months i mean since all in or all out whichever one sucks yeah it's every week you know you get john moxley at the beginning of the of the of the night wrestling in some match that i don't know why he's wrestling in it yeah uh that's pretty much how the product is now like it's a bunch of matches that have no merit to them or no stakes in it whatsoever i mean and if there are it's just like okay so where do we go from here 
Yeah, I mean, other than other than the promo work and the vignettes of with Tony Storm, there's nothing entertaining. I mean, the wrestling matches, obviously the wrestlers are, are working and doing good work, but you know, stories without storytelling. Well, see, and even then, like some of the work that's going on right now. I mean, yeah, the Tony Storm bit is good. It's it's entertaining, it's funny. But then even with uh the Bang Bang Scissor game, that whole thing is just like, It makes no it sense. It makes no sense. It, and and then like in the last week or two what are you seeing from it? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not I mean, seeing. Yeah, it's I'm not seeing it's anything from the undisputed. Like the undisputed kingdom's not doing anything of merit. No. Like yeah, they're having matches. Like Wardlow's continuing to squash unknown local indie wrestlers. That what, mean what no- else is new? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roderick Strong is 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 going to have a match with Orange Cassidy, and I get that they're building it to Revolution, but. There's I mean, there's not anything that's raising the stakes of it. There's I mean, like I said, Undisputed Kingdom should be taking out people left and right. Undisputed Kingdom should be holding every belt there is right now. Undisputed agreed. Kingdom should literally be you know holding the show hostage. Yes, and they're not. And it, so it's just another faction that sounds like it could be really cool, but then after the execution, AEW style. Nobody gives a crap. The no. same for it happened with Inner Circle from the very beginning of AEW. It's you know it happened it hap- with the firm. It happened with, yeah, it happened with the firm, happened with Pinnacle, and now it's happening with Undisputed Kingdom. They can't get factions over when they're they're delivered over. Like the faction comes out and it's over already. And so all yeah. you gotta do there is just keep it going and keep it. They need pushing to take notes from WWE because there's so many factions in WWE that like honestly I'm, I wish that they would have a six-man uh, tag title. Because, I mean, you've got so many. You've got the Final Testament. You've got Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. You've got LWO. You've got Legado de Fantasma. Like, there's so many. Yeah. And and they could work off of that. But, again, I mean, yeah, the, 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 that, that would be awesome to see. But it doesn't solve AEW's problem. True. Uh, so, I mean, getting to, to I guess, my, my, my botch from last week. So, not the botch of this current week, but last week. My botch from last week actually does not go to WWE and it does not go to AEW. It goes to the idiots at Anthem who are the uh, the financial backers of TNA. Yes. Um, those morons decided to firmly take their heads, stick them sideways, and shred them straight up their candy uh, coolos. Exactly. Uh, and if you're in, in Spanish, go ahead and uh, I apologize for using Spanish naughty words, but um, hey, it, you know. it's okay. I mean, at this point, yeah, we both feel the same way. Because, yeah, that's my botch as well. Scott Uh, Scott DeMore being fired fired is the biggest botch. I mean, that's the biggest botch of the year so far. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you have this individual who has revived this company from being like a... Like C plus or C minus WWE version, dude. They and were in, they were in the grave. Like I mean, TNA had gone from being you know they went from being just an alternative to WWE to being a viable alternative to WWE to being WWE light to being dumpster fire garbage like AEW is right now. Right, and 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 the fans gave up and say when AEW came around, TNA was like they got nothing. 
And Damore, who's who's been in and out with the company for years and years and years, but has always been, you know, passionate about the business and passionate about the company TNA itself. Absolutely. And is, you know, one of the ones who championed taking it away from being impact to back to being TNA, back to its roots. Yeah. And they have Hard Justice, which is, you know, a tremendous pay-per-view, huge success for the company. They're launching all these things that it's like, oh man, this is this is great. You know, like they've got so much going for them right now. I mean, with the addition of Nick Nemeth. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the experts at Anthem decided, you know, we don't really want to have a successful professional wrestling company, so we're going to go ahead and let Scott go. You know, he's um, we don't want to pay the money that he wants us to pay one him to do his job, and then two the wrestlers to make the product really viable. Because let's face it, if if those morons didn't fire Scott Demore. You'd probably see a lot of guys ending their AEW careers going over to TNA, and oh, AEW easily. would become the third promotion, easily. and TNA could have gone up to the second promotion. But uh, yeah, no, they managed to fully uh, fist fudge themselves by yeah. um, by firing Scott Demore. And if if Tony Khan has any hope or any brains in his head, he will hire Scott Demore immediately and let Scott take over the booking and just do what other company owners do oversee but step aside exactly but yeah like that's that's my botch as well i mean i guess you could say the high spot for me i mean the, this week was pretty good in wrestling but yeah the high spot for me was the bloodline segment with heel rock mm-hmm. but yeah definitely scott demore being fired i don't want to say it put the nail in the coffin for tna because i mean you still have tommy dreamer but at the same time scott demore was the like key player in TNA being brought back to life mm-hmm. in their creative process and their booking and everything. But, you know, hopefully with TNA being brought back out of being Impact Wrestling into TNA mm-hmm. and with Nick Nemeth making his debut and with a lot of things going on for him right now, hopefully it won't be a huge shot in the foot, but only time will tell and we'll just have to see what comes yeah, up from there. Yeah, it's not going to be something that, that immediately is seen, you know, on the next you know, the next episode or the next pay-per-view, you know, actions like this take a while to bleed down. Right. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, they've got stuff in place. They've, they've got, you know, they've got storylines. They've got programs that they probably have written three and six months out, at, 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 you know, already. So it's not like they're just going to immediately start sucking tomorrow because he's gone yesterday. But at the end of the day, that kind of a, that kind of a leader in the back room is essential for not only the pushing of the product in front of the camera, but the culture of the business behind the camera. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, take AEW, for example, their culture behind closed doors behind the camera. It's, it, it, yeah, it's it, not very good. You don't hear good things, and you know you start hearing you know stuff in the, the the dirt sheets now about how Adam Edge Copeland is rubbing other talents the wrong way in the in the locker room at TNA, and it's like, dude, I can understand you guys not getting along with CM Punk, but, but not getting Edge, along with Edge, like that that's got to be something on y'all's end because I mean Edge is an all around great guy. I mean I don't know what he's like in real life because I've never met him before, but. 
I mean, from everything that I've seen, from what other people say. I mean, Matt Hardy still gets along with him, and he, you know, Edge banged his girlfriend. Exactly. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know who Edge is truthfully, but I see, the, you know, the person that, that you see on interviews, the person that you see on podcasts, the person that you see, you know, that he shows, he seems like a good guy, you know, loving husband, loving father, you know, loves the professional wrestling business. So it's it's got to be something going on aside from Edge, and it's got to be something going on with, I don't want to point fingers or anything, but a couple of individuals that mm-hmm. claim to be the brains of the operation. But Well, and I think, you know, the, this something happened recently that speaks volumes. Um, I guess they had the 200th episode of Dynamite, and there was a big thank you, Tony Khan. Who produces the show? Tony Khan. So he's literally thanking himself in front of the crowd and has all the wrestlers standing on the on the you know the entrance ramp to 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 give him a round of applause. Dude, if you need to rub one out that bad, go to the bathroom. Don't have an entire roster of people do it for you. Like that's some serious like <coughs> Like, yeah, I think you have a problem, bro. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, so he he needs to he needs to get he needs to get out. Yeah, like definitely. he needs he to needs he needs to, to run out. the company from from far away. Uh, he, he needs someone like a Scott Demore to come in and book and run the day to day. And you know they've got good creative. They've got good agents. Like they have like there's you've so got many- everything at your fingertips, but yet somehow you manage to blow it like profusely. And ruin it for everybody. I mean, I guess, you know, if you think about it, like, like make the, you know, comparison to like cooking, you know, you can have all the ingredients, but if you don't know how to put them together right, you know, it's going to taste like crap. And exactly. Pretty much that's what AEW is. It's, it's, it's crap. Yeah. Um, and I'm not happy. I mean, you've that got it's crap. the recipe right in front of a you. A couple months ago, I was excited about where it was going. And I, and I thought, you know, okay, they're, they're, they're growing, they're catching steam. And then they just took a huge nosedive. And I, I know not having MJF on the show right now is, is hard for them because they don't know how to be creative without MJF doing his own thing. But even then, but like that's MJF, a problem. Was, MJF was their only storyline that they had going for them and now that he's not with them or quote unquote with them anymore i mean now they don't know what to do because i mean no one's really invested in samoa joe as their champion not saying he's not a viable individual because samoa joe as a champion is like a gold mine well samoa joe as the champion at aew is like hulk being the champion in wcw in 94 he, you know, he could have a he could have a career revival like Hulk did when you know he became Hollywood. But Joe is kind of a completely different character. You know, Hollywood Hollywood Hogan was a, was a big flip character because Hulk and Hulkamania was the the perennial face character, and so then he you know finally goes heel for the first time. That's that's something that you really can't see Joe do because Joe's not yeah. Joe's never been a perennial face character. He's never been a face or a heel really. He's always been you know kind of one of those in between characters that. Kind of Kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah, like an anti-hero. Like he does what's best for him when it's best for him to do it. So you know, don't you know, take take that for what you will. Um, You know, kind of a Steve Austin type character. But you know, Joe, he's a he's a little older in the years. He's he's had the 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 prime of his career. So when you see the title on him, 
it's like, yeah, we love Joe. He's a great wrestler. We, we, we have great memories of him, but we don't see him being the pioneer for this company moving forward. Right. And I say, it's the, you know, like I said, that's like when Hulk won the, the title in, in 94 for WCW, that didn't, that didn't turn the page for WCW. You know, they no. paid a lot of money to bring him in, put the title on, on him. But, you know, until, until something, you know, with a compelling storyline and, you know, a change of character, a change of pace, something that the fans didn't see as predictable and, you know, just routine, you know, the NWO, you know, put the shot in the veins of the WCW, you know, I don't know what that's going to be for AEW, but I can tell you that, They've, I think they've tried to do a lot of NWO. I think they've tried to do a lot of of, of storytelling, and they, it's they don't seem to, they don't seem to get it. They don't, no. they don't get what gets characters over. Um, and I don't think there's a single wrestler, you know, there there have short of Orange Cassidy and. I don't even know anybody uh, past short, Orange Cassidy. Short of Orange Cassidy, I don't know anybody that W that AEW has gotten over in the last two years. I mean, everybody else they brought in. I, that guess, was you, already, I guess you could say Darby Allen, but I mean, other than that, yeah. I mean, Orange Darby, Cassidy and Darby, Darby Allen. Darby Allen's over, but is he any more over today than he was last year? Honestly, no. I, I would say no. I mean, I say an MJF. You know, like when he came, when MJF joined AEW, you know, back in what 2019. Like yeah, he's been getting progressively more and more over. Like he's one character, but like I say, I make the I make the contest that AEW has nothing to do with MJF getting over. That's oh, no. all MJF, absolutely. Um, but let's like say the rest of the wrestlers, I don't I don't see any wrestlers that you know that tr- that that are being led by the company that are more over today than they were before they came to AEW. Yeah. And definitely. most every guy that came from WWE, they're less over now than they were. Yeah. And and you're gonna bank on Sasha Banks coming in and being, you know, shooting uh, you know, some some excitement into it's not gonna happen. No. If Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet is smart, she will not sign with AEW. I think she already has. I think it's a done deal. I think, you know, but what is it? The She's, she's, you know, they, they haven't said it, but they've definitely been very heavy-handed with their allusions to uh, her her debut uh, in Boston. I mean, we'll just have to see what comes of it. But either either way, I, it's it's AEW. a non to me it's a non factor because I say she's going to debut and it's going to be um, it's going to be a silent fart. You know, right? Yeah, it's there's going to be hardly any to no pop whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a pop. Well, yeah, there'll, there'll, there'll be, be a, a pop, but at the same time, fans will just kind of be like, okay, we knew this was going to happen, but... Yeah, the, 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 there's going to be a conditioned pop, you know? Yeah. Like, the, the fans will pop because she's new to the company. Right. And because they haven't seen her in the in the American wrestling media, they haven't seen her in a while. Right. So, you know, it's like uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. But with Sasha or Mercedes... Um, once she starts doing her thing or her lack of a thing again, people are going to remember why they're still watching WWE with Rhea and Charlotte and Becky and Bailey and you know Liv and everybody else who's better than Mercedes. Absolutely, but yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. This has been our recap of everything that's happened the last couple weeks or so. It's a lot that we've had to talk about, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts on everything going on in professional wrestling. Let us know in the comments on social media. Follow us on social media. Like I said, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and we're on YouTube as well. 
We got upcoming events already in plan, and hopefully it will be some more as well. But if you ever want to check us out in person, go and check out everything on our social media. We'll be at more events coming soon. But like we always like to say, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, keep it five stars.